So on this third day of Excel, tonight, Church of God, please help me welcome all the way from Makodi, Benway State, Nigeria Apostle, Arome Osai. Celebrate the man of God. Hallelujah. In, in 2020, it was time for me to penetrate the United Kingdom. God raised a giant of the gospel to open the door of that nation to me. And in 2022, it's time for me to come to South Africa. And God raised another giant of the gospel to open the door to South Africa to me. So this is my first visit to the nation of South Africa. Thank you for opening the door. You know, when you interact with men of God, only a few are good men. This is a very good man. He's senior to me in age and in ministry. So sitting with him and talking with him and seeing the level of humility that God has built into his heart is instructive. Thank you again for opening the door. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you Stretch forth your hand and help us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Yes. You can stop playing. I'll tell you when to start. Okay? I'd like us to do Bible study for, for a few minutes. We are considering the kingdom economy. Philippians chapter 4. I want to begin from uh, the broad concept of kingdom economy. Then we'll begin to narrow it down to specifics. So we'll begin with the broad strokes as the Lord helps us in the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, beginning from verse 15. Just lend me your ears for 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Let's consider the counsel of God, the word of the Lord. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. First of all, Paul, Paul is bringing a concept here, the concept of heaven's bank account. Now, but just come with me, like I said, we want to establish the broad strokes first. And if you understand the broad strokes, then you'll begin to see how it applies to your daily life. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received 
of Epaphroditus, the things which were sent from you, an order of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Then he makes a decree. And this decree that he makes is consistent with the authority that he has secured in Christ Jesus. He says, but my God, he personalizes God, and he says that God shall supply, his God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. My God shall supply all your needs. Uh, so we have a system here, and he's talking about something that is like a bank. And this bank holds currency that is stronger than the British pound. It's from the resources that are domiciled in this bank that Paul is saying God will supply physical needs from the bank that is held up in the spirit. Are you here? Now, so I would like us to investigate. Can you reduce my volume a little because I'm going to shout in a moment. Just reduce my volume. I want us to investigate these riches in glory because everything about kingdom economy is tied to this concept of his riches in glory. And just so that you will not think we are trying to be super spiritual, it is from the inventory that is held in custody in this bank that I'm talking about that God is going to prosecute the needs of people. And you know needs are, so we are not trying to be super spiritual, we're just trying to bring the entire framework of the concept of kingdom economy. Are you still with me? Now, the scriptures we are going to be considering are very technical. And so you may need to pay attention so that you get to see the framework of the architecture. Then, when we begin to bring other concepts that are connected to this broad concept, our own part of the metrics, it'll be easy for you to understand what God wants to achieve. Are you still with me? All right. So let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. We are, first of all, attempting to investigate what Apostle Paul calls riches that are domiciled in the realm of glory. It is from that bank that God meets, supplies your need. It is from that bank that God provides a platform for you to be operating higher than the economy of South Africa. He wants every one of us to be hooked up to that central bank. And within that central bank, he also reveals that you have a bank, personal bank, because he was talking about fruit. Let me use his words. Stay with me. Before we talk about your own personal bank, we need to discuss the central bank, first of all. Just in case... Um, we have some developments to do in the nation of South Africa that is not possible without budgeting. Then after budgeting, we have disbursement and distribution. All of that is captured in this framework, but I want you to understand uh, the dynamics so that we, when we say give tithes, there is a reason for which we say that. And you will find out where everything holds. And I think because of the sensitive nature of the conference, I might be permitted to give my own personal te testimony. 
about the workings of these principles. We are not just trying to speak as intellectuals. We have had encounters with Jesus. We have walked with God. Amen. I come from a dry land, but we practice these principles and it, it worked in a dry land. So I believe I have a thing or two to say tonight. Let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 1 as we begin our journey. We are not likely to finish uh, this definition tonight. We'll carry on, and it's going to be a smooth ride. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3. We'll begin our reading from verse 3. For your information, just so that you know what we are reading. Um, you know, when Paul gave his life to Christ, part of what he did, and the reason why his own Christian experience is a bit different from yours, is that upon giving his life to Christ, he went into the wilderness of Arabia for honeymoon with Jesus for three and a half years. So he came back from that place a colossus. In fact, there were some concepts that he encountered in Arabia that it took 17 years in order for him to get utterance to discuss them. The book of Ephesians happens to be that book that eventually the utterance he was asking that the churches pray for him to receive, he received it when he was inspired to write the book of Ephesians. So the, the book of Ephesians is, uh, is a compendium of spiritual truth uh, that we need to pay attention to, especially in these last days. This man, first of all, began by unveiling things as they occur within the framework of eternity past. That's where he began his discourse from. And then he built the edifice of spiritual truth and, and showed us the linkage between eternity and time and the currency with which God establishes things that are already captured within the framework of eternity as he gradually builds them into time. There is a currency that he uses to prosecute such matters. If your life is not hanging on this currency, it means your possibilities are up for chance. There is nothing solid. You are living without foundations. If there's COVID-19, it's going to affect your economy. If, if, if a war breaks out, then you'll be affected. It is because your, your support system is built into the earth. And that's why anything that happens to the earth will happen to you. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Do you still remember what was said in the book of Genesis chapter 8? It says, as long as the act remains. So the, you are not with me. You are quoting that scripture. I'm trying to show you that that is the first level. Seed time and harvest is the first level. And the, the, the integrity of that principle is tied to as long as the act remains. Are you with me? There are dimensions of working the economy that even if the earth is not in place, the feedback of, of your investment will still find expression. So, so stay with me. Stay with me. Let's, let's journey gradually and see what God will do. Do you know I prayed for two weeks, there was no message. This one I'm, I'm preaching now came 3.15. PM today. <laughs> it's a fresh download, actually. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. This is the same riches in glory that he was talking about, that they, they are, they are, they are. Meanwhile, are you here? This man is calling us to bless God. 
He's calling us to bless the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason for which he's inviting us into this act of worship is because even before we thought it was responsible for us to bless him, he had already blessed us with what? Spiritual blessings, but unfortunately the blessings are domiciled in the heavenly realms. Now, this is what we call, this is the center, central bank of the economy of God. Anything God wants to prosecute is going to prosecute out of this central bank. It means that your destiny is adequately funded according to spiritual blessings that are domiciled in the heavenly realm. It doesn't matter, is it central bank, you call it your reserve bank of, reserve bank of South Africa. I'm saying that your destiny is not tied to the Reserve Bank of South Africa as bogus as the investment and the resources in that bank is. That's not, God is not depending on that system to fulfill his program and his plan for your life. It's a different structure that has been built to, to support his will that is tied to your, your existence. Are you still with me? All right, let me give you, I was sharing with my elder brother. He came to my room. It was a blessed moment. Um, I, was, I was in the oil industry in my nation. And if you, if you know my nation, the highest job opportunity in terms of uh, salary that you can ever have is in the oil industry. So I had the best job in my country. Yes, I had the best job. And I love the job. I love the job. I don't like sitting behind the desk. I'm a field man. I need to be on the field. So they just give me the opportunity to be what I am wired to be. It's mentally tasking. It's physically tasking probably spiritually tasking. So I was in the oil industry. And um, <laughs> I was supposed to write an examination that would qualify me to become a management staff. And for your information, I don't fail exams. By God's <laughs> grace, I don't fail. Two weeks before the examination, Jesus comes to me and he says, it's time for you to resign. And um, people that called in to counsel me, they said, from your own extraction, from your own tribe, how many of you are in that sector? And I told them, from your own, I don't know if you have local governments here. I'm the only one from my local government. So they said, you need to go to your chief to tell your chief that you are going to resign from this job. Because you are the only one from your own extraction. So it was like folly. In fact, several people believe that um, the witches that have been haunting me for many years have finally <laughs> caught up with me. May the Lord give us understanding. But I obeyed Jesus and I stepped up. And this is two years now. I met a colleague of mine in the bank. And you can't compare us. It's, it's not possible for you to compare us. So I'm telling you about an, there is a system that God put in place to support his purpose for your life. And I need to open your eyes to understand how that system works. It is not the Reserve Bank of South Africa. So first of all, he calls us to bless God. The reason why he's saying we should bless God now is because God already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm. If you discover this by revelation, you will begin to bless God. But if it has not come to you as a revelation, you will not know why you need to bless God according to Apostle Paul. You see, he has already blessed us with spiritual blessings, but they are domiciled in the heavenly realms 
And he went further to qualify these heavenly realms. Because in the heavenly realms, we have demonic personalities that are operating from that realm. So he went for that to qualify which aspect of the heavenly realms he's talking about. He said, heavenly realms in what? Christ. So it's not a demonic realm. This is a Christ-based economic system. This is a budget. This is a central bank that has been set up in Christ Jesus. And this apostle is asking us to bless God because of that provision. That's number one. Are you there? All right, so let's proceed. Meanwhile, this is, he's trying to bring us into the framework of God's eternal purpose and how God achieves purposes in time, even though he had plotted his graph from eternity. Are you still following me? All right, the Bible says, according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. The word choose is the active word, active verb of that scripture. And if we say God chose me, are you there? If we say God chose you, it means that God exercised his authority to prefer you among many options. You see, because our minds are calibrated according to time, it is difficult for you to understand a God that knows the end from the beginning, you know. But I will try as much as possible if it will make any sense to you. This is Paul revealing what he encountered in Arabia and the encounters of the studios of eternity that he captured and how the purposes of God from that framework of existence is built into time. Exactly. So the Bible says, first of all, God exercised his authority. When you were yet a seed of eternity, he chose you. I hope you know the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, he said, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth, I sanctified and I ordained thee as a prophet to the nations. He was talking about a time before the womb, and God still knew you in that frame. You existed first as, as a seed of eternity that was captured in the mind of God. And in that context where you had no material, God had already assigned your pathway. He had already preordained how your life on earth, your pilgrimage will be charted. Exactly. In that, and I hope you know, when you, still, when you existed as a seed of eternity, you did not have the power of choice. You are not with me. <laughs> Jesus said, you have not chosen me. Because many of you will think that one day on a crusade ground, you just became wise and you knew that you needed salvation. Paul is saying all of those reactions began before you were formed in your mother's womb. And in that state, God had exercised his authority and favored you among many other options. Just like, are you here? Just like we all know that you were not born by accident. You should know much more that you were not born again by accident. That you, could, that you could realize that you needed Jesus. That enlightenment came to you from, from yonder. It was programmed from yonder. Are you there? You are not following. You are not following me. So because you are not following, I think I need to reduce some of these matters. But he chose us. So it's not as if I, I just got smart. That's why I am what I am. No. You, you, in this realm, you had no strength. You had no wisdom. But God had to exercise his authority to choose you. Now, 
I went somewhere and someone was saying, ah, the anointing that you carry is unique and all that. I, said, I told him that if, if I, I, my response when I hear that is, if, if, if it was an election, let people vote for who will carry this anointing. I will not win. The reason why it is me is because he chose me. There are several things. Are you here? Several things happened before you became wise. Something was in motion even before you gave your life to Christ. It's only God that knows the end from the beginning that can walk from that, that background. Paul is trying to open our eyes to understand that um, just like you were not born by accident, you were not born again by accident, there is a framework that has been designed to support your existence and the purpose that you came here to prosecute. If only you know how to hook up to the resource base. Exactly. So the first thing is that he exercised his authority and he chose us even before the foundation of the world. Hmm? He chose us with a hope, with this hope in his heart. Are you following? There was a hope with which he chose you that when you come into time, you know, he chose you before the foundation of the world. But he chose you with a hope that when you come into time, you will choose to be holy. Stop. Let me explain. You are not with me. There are many people that came into time, and this was not their choice. Because they, they did not achieve this level of alignment, the architecture, the infrastructure that God put in place to support them couldn't achieve the distribution end. So there was a break in the transmission because of choices that they made in time, which was counterproductive to the arrangement that was orchestrated from eternity. I will explain, I will explain. Just stay with me. What does it mean to be holy? Because it shows you with that hope. Anything that is going to dissuade you from holiness has cut you off from that chain of support system that's cut you off. Now, let me explain. Holiness means to be, how many of you, let me use a bank, a bank to explain this. If you have ever been to a bank, you'll find, maybe you walk into a banking hall and then you find some computers in the banking hall. And, and do they have First Bank here? We don't have First <laughs> All right, in Nigeria, there's a bank called First Bank. It's the oldest bank in our banking institution. And uh, that's, I bank with First Bank. But I'm not marketing, okay? <laughs> now, when you walk into any First Bank banking hall, you are gonna find a software on the system. And that software, it's Finaco. I don't know if it's Finaco 20 they are using now. It's a banking solution software. The computer has the potential, the capacity to, to run so many softwares. But the computers in the banking hall in First Bank only host one software, which is Finaco 20. Exactly. Now, you are capable of so much. You are capable of fornication. You are capable of adultery. You are capable of theft. You are capable, you have the intelligence, you have the wiring, you have the instinct. Are you with me? But we choose that we are going to be separated to God and only the Holy Ghost will operate us. That's what it means to be holy. I separate myself to God and I realize, I decide that only the Holy Ghost will operate me. Meanwhile, according to the scriptures, there are several operating systems that exist. One of which is sin. You can squander, spend your life, and have a flavor of your life on the tangent of sin. There is a kind of life that is in that space if you want to explore it. Are you here? 
Good. There is also another operating system. It's called self. You only opt for things that bring you some kind of profit. So your motivation is self. And if that is the status of the fallen man. The fallen man became a creature of self. And self can become a driving force, an operating system that is the wisdom behind the administration of your life. Another possible operating system is the world, the cosmos. The systems of this world can capture you and then you become a victim of the, the wiles of the cosmos. Another operating system can be Satan. So we have sin, we have self, we have the world, we have Satan, and then we have the flesh. You see, when Adam was to fall, it was um, a serpent that brought the inoculation, that brought the wisdom that led to his fall. Exactly. You are not with me. I'm trying to break some things down, okay? The venom of that serpent is in Adam's, he took advantage of Adam's body. Are you there? Making a human being a very complex entity. Sin is the venom that was transmitted into man. And that sin has its dwelling place in the human flesh. Sin takes advantage of all of your appetites. The psychology of sin is that it is intended to draw you away from God. That's the motive. That's the goal of sin. Are you see with me? Uh, I hope you know one of your appetites is sleep. I want to choose that one. Because if I choose sex now, you say, I've come. I've come again. <laughs> it's an appetite. It's, it's neutral. Are you here? Sex is neutral. But... If you apply yourself to it apart from the principles of God that govern it, it becomes an occasion against your soul. Exactly. So that's why I want to use sleep. Maybe you walk in the bank and you, you came back home from a day's walk. So many things you did, you were so tired, and you just wanted to hop on the bed. And then the Holy Spirit now whispered to you, say, can you watch for one hour? It's, it's a very faint whisper because he knows. Are you with me? But he, it's, it's, it's loud enough for you to hear. But, but it's faint. Are you with me? Now, if you yield to sleep and avoid his call on the basis of tiredness, which is legitimate, huh? that day that your sleep was seen, because the Bible says, he that knoweth what to do and doeth it as long as you have no need. If you don't do it, it is an act of rebellion. You are not following me. I, I want to use something. Is that strong? Stay with me, stay with me. Stay with me. Oh, you are not with me. Let me tell you the truth. The Holy Ghost will not do it more. He won't call you more than twice. The first one, you say, can you watch for one hour? The, other, the second one will be even fainter. If you don't have a heart that is textured to obey, you will not defy your tiredness to seek out what is in the spirit for which you were summoned. That's how sin works. It gives you legitimate explanation for why you should not obey the voice. You're offended. Let me, let me. <laughs> Legitimate. It, it will explain. You see, you are tired. You just came back from eight hours of consistent work. You held two board meetings. You went to Midrand to run errands. You should be sleeping. Every time sin wins or something 
wins over the call of the Holy Ghost, it is because you yielded to what is called self-preservation. Don't worry. When we, I will show you the template of the systems of this world, how contrary it is to the template of the systems that are obtainable in the kingdom of God. It is because you were in exalted self-preservation. That's why you, you bought into the logic that the serpent brought to make you comfortable with sin. Meanwhile, he is trying to ensure that you are drawn away from God. God chose you by an act of his authority with a hope that you will choose to separate to him. So, you know, he chose you, so you need to choose him. Your choosing him is what will now make you separate your life to him and that he becomes the only one that has the honor of operating you. If you are that way, it means that you are within the framework of the architecture and you are in alignment. So when we began to preach the gospel, I had a rare talent, I had a rare gift. I could cram books, right? I used to do that on campus. So I had that ability. And uh, everybody felt I would end up being a lecturer because that's where you utilize, you derive value from that kind of capacity. And I was in the place of prayer and Jesus said, there is nowhere in heaven where it is written that you lectured. <laughs> the reason why I gave anything that you saw is so that you can lecture my word. It, not, not any canal lecture. Meanwhile, I got the opportunity to lecture. And I had to turn it down. Not because I had another job. I turned it down because it was clear to me that that was not my path. And I chose rather to be separated unto. To live that life of walking with God, there is a deliberate choice you have to make to be separate unto him. That is the hope he had when he chose you. That you too will choose him and be separated unto him. The question tonight is... Are you with me? Like I said, we'll not have time to, we're still doing definition of terms, and we need to do it carefully. We, we may not finish this night. If I have another opportunity tomorrow, we'll continue. By the time you see what I'm saying, you are, you are delivered. So, he said that, can I have my scripture back? Yes, I know I have 23 minutes. When it is 15 minutes, show me the um, clock again, and then we'll shift to communion. We'll stop talking. We'll commune for a while. Commune for five minutes. And the product of that communion, we will download it. Now, what I just said now is not an amen thing. It's what will happen. You don't listen to news in the night and say amen. <laughs> Just calm down, okay? May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. He chose us from the foundation of the world with the intention, with the hope that we'll be holy, we'll be separate unto him and blameless before him. And he showed us the key to holiness is love for God. Any man that doesn't love God cannot, will consider holy living as a burden. We are ready to spend and be spent because of the affection that we have for God. That there's nothing we can do to pay for his grace. So sacrifice comes to us easily because there is love. We submit to his, his government. We submit to his dominion because he has captured our heart. So any mechanical kind of holiness that anybody is trying to do outside of a robust flow of the river of love from his soul is going to um, be 
short of what is required to bring him, to, to make him submit to the government of God. Are you say with me? So we have chosen, then the reason for which we were chosen is so that we can be holy and blameless. And the reason that keeps us under his government perpetually is that we have loved him. Your Christian life is going to be mechanical. You consider this place too far from town. The moment your love is eroded, your Christian life will be fake and plastic. Part of the prayers, part of the prayers we need to pray is to ask God to fire in us his fire of love. Let it never dwindle. You will become mechanical, very logical. And uh, you will not know the way of sacrifice anymore. And as long as there's no sacrifice on the altar of your life, your advancement with God, it reaches, it plateaus. Let me add the next verse before, before I shut down. Actually, this verse 5 is supposed to come before verse 4. If you see the way it starts, you will find out that verse 5 is supposed to be before verse 4. But I, I don't have time to work it out, and then I will read it the way it's supposed to be. Before verse 4 came up, this, this one already happened. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children. This is the programming of God. It is according to the eternal purpose that we should be offspring of Jesus. That's the design. I don't want to go to the book of Colossians, and I will show you um, why Jesus, why the Christ, the administration that comes from the, his office, is in the zenith of the civilization of the things that pertain to the kingdom of heaven. I don't want to go to Colossians. If I do, you will see that he is the head of the body. He is above principalities and powers. It is by him all things, all things were created for him and by him and for him. Hmm? So if you say um, you are not in the body of Christ, but you are in creation, he is the creator. So because of that, you are still under his authority. If you say, okay, I'm not, I'm among principalities. He say, he's what? He's the head of, every realm you go, he is the zenith of that civilization. Why? The reason is because God had programmed it from eternity past that he should be preeminent. That means, are you here? Oh, you're not, you're, you're still not following me. If in your life, if your life is not reflective of the will of Christ, it means your life is an error. This Jesus is domiciled in the highest part of heaven because, so that he can feel all things. The, 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 the light of the new creation is Christ. God intends that everything in the new creation will reflect dimensions of Christ. And the only way your life can be a reflection of his will, I'm still talking about the holiness. The only way your life can be a total reflection of his will is if you are submitted to his government. Just like he told me, leave that job. Meanwhile, in the natural, I had the greatest opportunities on that job. I pressed into it again to find out if he was the one talking. He confirmed it. Before I could go somewhere, other people confirmed it. And there was no way I could, I, could, I could manipulate the people that brought external confirmation. So I knew it was the will of Christ. Are, are you there? So the next thing after knowing the will of Christ is, will I choose to obey it? That's another challenge. Knowing it is, is something else. Choosing to obey it is another matter altogether. So the way he programmed us, he programmed us in such a way that we'll find expression under Christ. In fact, if I take you further, I will show you what God is doing in the entire scope of time. It's to bring every loose end 
under the dominion of Christ. So you can see a minister ministering, doing something called ministry, but that thing he's doing is not a reflection of what is in Christ. He's in error. We may not know as men until we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and then Jesus now comes. Are you with me? In the revelation of Jesus, in the book of Revelation chapter 1, you will notice that Jesus came with fire in his eyes. Is that true? And the Bible says that every man's work will be tested, and it's a quality test to see what sort it is. The, 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 the testing of works is easy. When they put the works here and Jesus shows up, if the work is not according to his perspective, what he had in mind, this work will burn. His perspective. If that thing that was done is not consistent with his eyes, his perspective, the thing will burn. It means it's un- unauthorized. And that's why he must be your Lord. Because if your life produces anything that is contrary to what he had in mind, it will burn. I think I need to stop here. We'll continue tomorrow. But I'm going somewhere. Don't worry, I'm going somewhere. This scripture actually carries the secrets. Meanwhile, those kind of things are normal. Those kind of things are normal. Are you still here? So maybe I'll just cap it here because I'm saying 14 minutes. So we can use this 14 minutes to commune. Tomorrow I will continue if Apostle gives me the opportunity. Where is the man on the keyboard? He ran away. (laughs) Now, we have 14 minutes. So we're going to use five minutes to find God. You know our blessings are domiciled where? So if you want wisdom, wisdom is in the heavenly places. You will need to come into alignment with the thoughts of God before you download it. Your own supply is not in the reserve bank. Is where? And the only link that you have to this, your, this reserve, this uh, budget, is the Spirit of God. So I need to show you how to find the Spirit of God. Because He is a warden that holds in custody, holds in trust. The access to where what you are looking for is domiciled. Please help me tell your neighbor what you are looking for is not lost.
central bank. Our central bank is in heaven. So we need to know how to be transporting there frequently. So I need to show you how to go there because I've gone there now. And I got an insight now. And the insight is that there are two, stay with me. There are two intercessors in this congregation. Two intercessors in this congregation. That God is, is increasing your rank. We need to find out how to go to the central bank. So that we can tap the resources. Lord, we lift up your name. With a heart full of praise. With a heart full of praise. Be exalted, O Lord. Be exalted, O Lord. My God. Hosanna in the Now, I just went to the bank now. And this time, the Lord says he wants to heal people's eyes. Now stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. Is anybody here using glasses? You need to read with glasses. Just glass issues. All right. If you are putting on the glasses now, remove them. Put the glasses away. Lay your hands on your eyes now. I just want to show us how to Tomorrow we'll continue with the lecture until we enter into one matter. Then we can now start navigating. The scriptures will open. You will, you will see what we're talking about. Put your hands on the eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind every deafening spirit deafening spirits be bound in Jesus name come out of the eyes now and I command the eye see 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 in Jesus name check your eyes if you notice that there's a change try to read try to if you notice that there's a change on your eyes you can stand here if you notice there's a change on your eyes when you realize it you stand this way Lord we live up your name oh my God Oh my God. We are praise. Be exalted, oh God. Oh Lord. Be exalted, oh Lord. My God. Hosanna in the high. You notice there's a change on your eyes just stand here now listen 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 oh my god i i lost it hey can we speak in tongues for two minutes i'll go i'll get him Sakuma Mahabalaitoske so say Beroske to Halatamino in the name of Jesus. Listen, I had a quick vision. Are you with me? And I beheld in the spirit the angel of the Lord. This angel that I see has. Um, a whitish liquid in his hands. And the name of the liquid is the eye salve. 
eye salve. This is the liquid that if it's used to wash your eyes, you begin to see in the realm of the spirit. Listen, there is a woman here. This woman that is here is in the midst of warfare. There is witchcraft built into your family. You'll be contending with it for years. And the angel of the Lord is coming to give you that enablement so that when you pray, you begin to see what you are contending with and your prayers will be accurate. See, the hand of God. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. There are 17 people that God is anointing. There's an anointing coming on 17 people. It's coming. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh my, there's a burning. There's a burning. There's a burning. It's so strong. There's a burning. It's so strong. Oh my God. There's a fire. There's a fire. There's a fire. There's a fire. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. It's coming stronger. It's coming stronger. It's coming stronger. Holy Ghost. La hobreski for taman to habahala. Ya broske to me nahaiteke balami. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Ah. Somebody's ears just popped open. There's someone here, uh, one of your ears hears better than the other ear. Test that ear now. Test it. Test it. If you confirm it, let us see you here. Can you get us a microphone? Let's find out what happened to this mommy here. Meanwhile, Are you with me? Are you with me? I'm just trying to show you that there's a seamless link. What I'm doing this night is not ministering. I'm not ministering. I'm just, this is practical. I'm just showing you that I'm tapping from the central bank. I'm not ministering. I will minister on Saturday night. That's the healing night. Any form of ministration I do before then, it's practical just to make you see that these things are concrete, they are tangible. Is that clear? All right. Okay. You know, I told you that what came out the second time from the central bank is that God wanted to heal eyes. Yeah. yeah. What happened to you? Um, I'm using spectacles. Is it short-sightedness or long-sightedness? Uh, yes, myopic. I'm short-sighted. Oh, myopia. Okay. Um, I could see, as you are saying, come forward. I could walk and see not very clearly but I can see unlike when I don't have you can see stuff. without yes. it yes I can see I can see now, now listen please listen because I think you are clapping for me and that's wrong that's not it I am showing you you know how many of you calculated how long I prayed it's it's a few minutes it's not the prayer that opened her eyes. Because anybody can pray that prayer. Do you remember what happened to the disciples that came to Jesus and said, why could we not cast him out? Why? Because the thing Jesus said that the demons left was what they had been saying all the while. Oh, we, we need to really, this, this matter, we need to. Come, come close. Your sight should be better now. Yes, what happened to that young lady? I do wear glasses. You wear glasses? Yes. But then I decided to leave them in the car. You left your glasses in the car? Yes. And when I got here, as I was looking on the screen, I was asking myself, actually, what is happening with the cameras? And it was like my, my eyesight is fading, you know? But then 
after you have said that we should pray, I close my eyes. When I opened my eyes, it was like everything is so clear. Everything became clear. It's very clear. Not it, because of the prayer. And my thinking is, Wait. did they adjust the cameras? <laughs> was the lenses adjusted? She you know? thought that it was the camera, that the cameras were adjusted. The lenses were adjusted to get a more clear picture. It I was your see. eye. Oh I can see Oh my God. <laughs> well, I have one more minute. Listen to me. Anywhere what healed them came from, that thing has been there all the while. It's our ability to access it that is the problem. And this is what this teaching is about. If you see it with the eyes of your spirit, what I'm teaching, if you see it, you are delivered.